At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. Today, in our service, we're talking about vision. And last week, I touched on it a little bit regarding two different types of vision. Vision that you see in the natural. If you, you weren't here last week or, or the two previous weeks, I'd encourage you to go and listen to those messages because they, they, they'll be a blessing to you. But, um, but today I, I want to bring kind of to a closure, at least for the moment, um, what we've been talking about. We've talked about that this year is about the commanded blessing of God. We've read Scripture on that and talked about the commanded blessing. We've talked about that this year is the year of God's Word being final authority that settles everything in our life. That's been a theme of this body for many, many, many years. And I've heard it from several prophets that have talked in a similar way about that revelation. And I'm declaring today that 2023 is a year of you being convinced that what God says is more real than how things appear to be. That's what this year is. It's holding. And so we've been talking about that and talking about it from a corporate perspective. But today I want to make this statement to you. And then I'm going to go back and... and, um, recap a few verses of Scripture that we've talked about, and then I've got two passages of Scripture today that I want to end with concerning this statement, and it's this. You are what you observe and what you behold. You are what you observe and what you behold. The Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. And what you think in your heart is a result of what you've observed and what you have beheld. What you observe and what you behold, that's who you are. doesn't matter what your neighbor does or what they observe, you cannot compare yourself to your neighbor. You cannot compare yourself to anybody else. You are what you behold and what you observe. Well, Pastor, I've never heard that in the Scripture. Good, I'm going to read it to you. (laughs) Proverbs 29, 18, I'm going to read it in the King James and then in the New King James. Where there is no vision... The people perish, but he that keeps the law, happy is he. How many like happy? Yeah, I love happy. Everybody smile. When you're happy, you smile. Sometimes you got to fake it till you make it. But when you keep the Word of God in your life, you're happy. You're not happy, not keeping the word. I really like the way the New King James 
defines vision. It says, where there is no revelation, and what he's talking about is the Word, where there is no revelation. Revelation is revealed knowledge, knowledge that has been revealed to you where it becomes wisdom and understanding in your life. Where there is none of that, watch this, the people cast off restraint. So the Word restrains us. It creates borders for us. creates boundaries for us. The Word does. But they're good boundaries. They're not bad boundaries. Right? They're not political boundaries. They're good boundaries. They're God boundaries. But when you're not keeping the Word where there's no revelation flowing, cast off restraint, and so what does that mean? Whatever will be, will be. Whatever I feel today, that's what I'm going to do. Everything's appear to be, well, that's the way it's got to be. Not in God's Word. And that's why you have to teach people the Word of God. The Word has to be taught. The Word has to be developed. Did you hear me? If the Word is not developed, you have nothing to carry on. And I'll say it like this, you have nothing to pass on. The greatest inheritance that you can leave your children and your children's children is not money and things. I didn't say it wasn't a good inheritance. I said it's not the most important. The most important thing that you can leave your children is you continuing in the Word and loving the Word and being happy as a result of the Word. And when they see that in you, they get it and they carry it on. There's no greater inheritance left than revelation working in a parent. Everybody sitting in here, you have, if you're born again at all and you do anything with the Word, you have spiritual children. Everybody does. Maybe you're not the blood parent of somebody, but there's somebody in your life, if you've got Word and you're doing something with it, you have spiritual children, people that look to you, and and you may not even know they look to you, but they look to you because of what you believe. We have something to leave a whole boatload of people, and they're everywhere. People are hungry for the Word of God. They're hungry for truth that works. God's not a liar. He doesn't say something and it not come to pass, but you have to do it His way. Those that have no revelation flowing, they cast off, they cast off restraint, and so they hear things, and I'm talking about Christians, they hear things, but they don't stay with it. Oh, that was a good message. I I heard that about a year ago. But they did nothing with it. The Word creates restraint. It's kind of like a bridle in a horse's mouth. You let a horse just run wild, not going to produce a lot. But if you train it and you teach it, 
to do what it's supposed to do, it will accomplish great things. That's the way it is with you and I. <clears throat> Second Corinthians 4 and verse 13. I, I read this last week. And since we have the same spirit of faith according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke, we also believe and therefore we speak. Verse 18 says, while we look not at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. For the things that are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. And what I see here are two different visions. A vision you see with the natural eyes, you can have vision that way, but there's an internal vision, an unseen vision, that it doesn't mean it's not seen, it's just seen with a different set of eyes. And those are spiritualized from within. It says right here, he said, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Meaning, when you're building vision internally, it's from now on. You're building vision externally based on what you see. You're trying to make something happen, trying to create something. That's temporary. That's here today, gone tomorrow. But what God wants is you to build vision internally so that the things that you do see are accomplished because of what? Revelation. They came from revelation. They came from the restraint. Not just whatever good idea I get off the top of my head. It creates destruction. I've seen a lot of good ideas become ugly ideas. But there are great ideas that come from internal vision being developed that produce what God has intended for your life to produce. You realize He had a plan for you before Adam and Eve. Before the foundation of the world, He had the plan set up for you. We have to live our lives to find out what that plan is. And most people didn't know what that plan was. Most of us, until we started developing revelation. Sometimes you just happen to get in the right place. I mean, sometimes, but not all the time and not very often. But when you are born again and revelation begins to flow, He begins to show you His plan for your life you begin to want His plan for you, it becomes your desire, and then He brings it to pass. That's a win-win. When I want what He wants, and He wants for me things to happen more than I want it to happen, but when I want what He wants, and He wants it even more for me, man, you can't lose. You just have to stay with His Word until that's developed, because you've got that other vision thing out here, <laughs> that other scene thing out here working overtime trying to convince you that this is the way, and it's a constant battle. You, you, you take two steps forward and three back. 
So you feel like this, but that's part of the process. See, that's not a bad thing. Don't be discouraged because there's times when you're not sure what to do. Don't be discouraged with that. Just stay faithful to allowing revelation of His Word to be revealed on the inside of you. You'll get it. Where you won't get it is when you bail from the internal and you just, you know, crap, I'm just going to work it out myself. I'm fed up and I'm tired. I'm not seeing what I want to see. Bless God, I'm just going to make it happen. Okay? Remember, the internal vision is eternal. So you'll be doing that forever. Hmm? The external visions are just kind of here today, gone tomorrow. Not lasting. How many want the eternal? Whether you raise your hand or not, I'm telling you, <laughs> you want the eternal. So from, from, based on 2 Corinthians 4.13, faith in God is what brings the vision. I'm going to say it again. Faith in God is what creates and brings to pass the vision in your life. Faith in God. Oh, so Pastor, I don't have to do anything. I can just kind of sit around and it'll just all happen. Eh. Not so. You just don't want to be busy doing things that are not His plan. I promise you, you start working for God, there's a lot of work involved. There's a lot of work involved. I mean, there's rolling up the sleeve and you got to get in there and you got to make it happen. But you want to be making happen what's His plan. And where does that come from? Revelation. Revelation of His Word. I said to you last week that vision is like the blueprints to building a house. And in those blueprints, in building a house, there's, there, there is a plan and a strategy and a sequence of things that are to be done and accomplished. If the plumber comes to lay out all the plumbing and you've already put the slab up, you've already got studs up, you're already putting sheetrock up, you've already got the roof on the house, and the plumber comes and says, well, I, I couldn't make it back when you were starting the house, but I'm ready now. Mm -mm. No, you got ahead of the game. How many times do we get ahead of God trying to make something happen because, man, we want to we look like we're building a house? Yeah? That's great until you build your house and you've got to have an outhouse. Hmm? You've got to borrow water from the next-door neighbor. Well, we just thought it would be okay to do it. No, it doesn't work that way. Natural vision. Not spiritual, not internal. Not doing whatever it takes to get things established inside of you. I challenged you in January of 2022 to read a proverb every day. And as we begin to go, I begin to challenge you to read it in different translations. One chapter of, Pro of the book of Proverbs, 31 Proverbs, 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs. And I challenge you for 31 days to read it in one translation and then change the translation. 
when I challenged you, I didn't know what it was going to do in my life. And I've read a proverb a day for a whole year before. I've read more than one. But I challenge you not to read more than one. Just read one every day. And, and I, like I, I mentioned to my wife the other day, you know, what changed in me was the revelation of my mouth, of the words I speak. And I didn't think I needed help with that. But I did. And what it's created is an even deeper and stronger foundation. Sometimes, maybe you had the plumber come in, but they put the wrong size pipe. I don't know a whole lot about plumbing, but maybe somebody could put the wrong size pipe under, underneath your house. So they put the wrong size in a certain area, maybe, maybe like a, a, a drain pipe. And it was the wrong size and it keeps backing up or something along that line. In your walk with God, there's times when you take a jackhammer to your foundation and you have to take the whole thing up just in a certain area and replace some things that need to be replaced. That's what Proverbs did for me in 2022. Changed my whole thinking about my mouth, about what I say and what comes out of my mouth about other people. And I thought I had a pretty good hold of that. I'm just telling you honestly. You, you, yeah, if, you, if you act like things don't, aren't true like that and you don't really need help, you won't get free. I promise you, you don't know how deep the darkness is in the soul of your, of your person. But the Bible says that the depth of the darkness, we don't really know about, but we take it away layer by layer, year after year, and listen... We're headed to glory, and he wants us removing this stuff all along the way. And what brings that? The Word. Revelation from the Word. Knowledge of the Word being revealed by the Holy Ghost and showing you what you need. That's the vision that God wants you to have. He wants you to behold things that come from Him. Can you say amen? So, I said to you a moment ago, you are what you observe and what you behold. And I want to read these two passages of Scripture. First one is 2 Corinthians 3, verse 17 and 18. It says this, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is what? Liberty. What does that mean? Freedom. It means to be free. Everybody sitting in here today, I mean, just take a deep breath. Everybody take a deep breath. You need to be free in some area of your life. Next week, I can say the same thing. Next year, I can say the same thing. Because it's ever-evolving. We don't get delivered of everything. You know, if, if I stay, if, I, if I'm a Christian long enough, I can get it to the top and I don't need anything else. That means you don't need Jesus. You need to be delivered of something today. Maybe more than one thing. Oh, Pastor, that's just so horrible. What's horrible about that? 
If you lie, Gallup poll says 88% of people in, in America lie. So there's probably a few of you in here. <laughs> if you lie, get, free, get, get rid of lying. Huh? How do you get rid of lying? Speak the truth. When I was a kid, I was a habitual liar. I've told you that before. Something I say over myself today, and I, I, that I can think of at the moment, there's no lying going on in my life that I can think of. But one of the things I started saying over myself every day, years ago, I speak the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. I say it over myself every day, multiple times a day, when I think about something. Or you ever have a thought of not saying something exactly the way you want to twist it a little bit to kind of get some influence in something? If I, if I start thinking that way, I start speaking that out of my mouth. See, Proverbs has helped me this year, this past year, in realizing how the, even those little things like that, the, it's, the, it's the abundance of the little foxes that spoil your whole vine. How important it is to speak the truth in every situation. You might be struggling with, with some other form of addiction of some kind in your body, in your life. God wants you free of that. And you can try to get free in the natural, or you can allow revelation from His Word to become real to you, to empower you to walk free. Because when you choose to do what's right in every situation, wow, the liberty and freedom that is in that, but the deal is you won't do that without revelation. You're not good enough. I'm just telling you right now, yeah, Pastor, you know, I don't, I don't think I need, no, no, I'm just telling you right now, you're not that good. But he is. And when he's good, when, when he's that way in, on the inside of you, man, you look good. You start looking like, whoa, man, you got it together. That's right. I got it together because he's brought me together. <laughs> you know, if you learn how to pray, and around here we pray all the time. I pray all the time. I pray, every, I pray for you every day. If this is your first time here today, from today on, I will pray for you every day until glory. God gave me that commission. I just do it. But you realize, I don't get any credit for praying. Does, do my prayers work? I promise you they work. You know why? Because I pray the word. But I don't get any credit for that. If my prayers are effective, it's because of what he did at Calvary. It's what he did when he sat down at the right hand of the Father. But the reason my prayers are effective is because I sit there with him. But not because I prayed. No. The victory was already there because of what he did. Now, he might give me credit, but I don't get credit. And I know that, and I don't want it. <laughs> I don't need to tell anybody that. I don't want the credit because I realize how good he is, and without him, I'm nothing. But with him, I'm everything. I can do all things through Christ who is my strength. 
If you have no strength, you can do nothing. I can do all things because of the strength that He is in me. Amen? Well, I didn't even finish those two verses. Let's start it again. Let's see if I can get through it this time. Now, the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is woo, glory to God, liberty and freedom. But watch. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as the Spirit of the Lord. So, if this is a mirror and I'm looking at myself in the mirror, he said, what did he say? He said, we are beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. When you and I take the Word of God, and I'm going to read it in James 1 in a moment, it explains it even deeper, but when we take, when we take the Word of God, it's like a mirror And when it begins to be revelation on the inside of me, we begin to experience and understand the glory of God and the the awesomeness of God and the magnificence of God and who God really is and what He's done for us and in us. And if we don't forget that, and we behold that, and we establish our vision in life based on that, we become transformed into the same image of Him. We become like Him. We're renewed into thinking like Him. He's the mark. Paul said, one thing I do, forgetting what's behind, but I press toward the mark. What's the mark? Him. But I can't be more like Him I'm going to be more like Mike, and Mike's fine, but not where spiritual things are concerned. i got to be more like him. Then, if I'm going to be like Mike, I'm going to do it to the glory of God. Talking about in the natural. See, we live in a natural world. We're going to experience natural things, but we don't want vision to come from what we see in the natural. The biggest hindrance that there is. People are doing it every day. People in the church are doing it every day. And it may look like things are working for a while, but remember, things that you see are temporary. What does that mean? Subject to change. But this one, the real Mark, he never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, forever and ever. (laughs) Glory to God forevermore. Amen? He is the same. And we... When we view this and we don't forget this, so see, that's why I encourage you all the time. You hear a word preached, when it's done, just say, Lord, I may not understand the whole thing, but I receive it in Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit, now for revealing it to me so that I see it clearly. Don't take it just because I said it. But what I'm saying to you is from my heart, it's what God said needs to be said, and so if God wanted that said, and you believe and trust in me in that, to that point at least that much, then take what I said and do something with it. 
And when you do something with it, you keep it here. It doesn't become something that you talk about a year later. Oh, yeah, I remember that word. But you didn't do anything with it. You can hear and hear and hear and hear and hear and hear and hear. Mm -mm. James 1. I'm getting ahead of myself because James 1 explains it all. Verse 21. Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness. What does that stuff have to do with? Natural. Right? And receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your soul. Many people think think that is strictly just like being born again. But it actually really doesn't have anything about being initially born again. That right there. Not talking about the saving of your spirit, man. It's talking about the renewing of your mind. That's a salvation that the Bible says is daily. You're being saved in your soul every day. Your body is saved when? Face to face. When you leave here, your body is saved. But the day you confessed the Lord Jesus and you believed in your heart, you became born again spiritually. Right here, it's talking about the renewing of your mind, and James is talking to the church. Let's get rid of the things I was telling you you need to be delivered of. You and I need to be delivered of, you'll always need to be delivered of something. So just take a deep breath, realize, that's the rest of your life. Don't get comfortable in your sin and disobedience and those kind of things to God. Don't allow lying to to remain as a part of your life. Don't get under condemnation and guilt that you've you've not told the truth at different times or whatever it's been. But let's, let's do what we need to do to get free. I've committed in 2023, I am going to be the best husband that a wife, my wife, has ever known. I'm committed to it. I mean, I'm not a bad husband, but I need to be delivered of some things. You know why I know that? Not because I sat around and thought, man, I'm really bad there, and I'm really bad here, and I really need to do it. No, God doesn't talk to you like that. He says, you know what? I need you to change this. I need you to make an alteration here. Where do you get that from? Revealed Word. Without revealed Word, people cast off restraint. Ah, you know, if she changed, I'd change. If she'd do this, then I'd do that. You know, I mean, I'm good over here, and that's good enough, and I deserve to be ugly in this area right here. Oh, really? Okay. Talk to him. Right? Talk to him. There's an amazing passage in Scripture. Uh oh, here I go. There's an amazing passage in Scripture, and this relates to everybody, okay? But this is something that God's been speaking to me at another level in my marriage relationship. He, there's a Scripture that says, 
do good to your enemies. Those that despitefully use you or they're ugly to you or they're any, any or it, it uses a, a number of different um, words to describe who to be good to. I read that passage of Scripture for years and just felt like Jesus was having a bad day when he wrote that. That was Jesus, the head of the church, saying that. And my wife has never been anything but good. I'm not just saying because I'm behind the pulpit. My wife has done me good all the days of my life. But there are things that she might do being a female that as a male, I would take it as though eh, she's kind of being an enemy. Did you hear what I'm saying? I'm not saying she is. And what God has spoken to me is, I don't care what anybody else does to you, what are you going to do? Because what I want to be is I I want to be continuously the person that sets the tone for other actions. When you love, love covers a multitude of sins. Love destroys things that your natural mind can never believe that it will. But where does it start? It starts in that same passage at the end of that passage that I'm thinking of in Luke. It says this, the way you want people to treat you, you treat them that way. Don't go tell people how to treat you. How you want somebody to treat you, treat them that way. And you know what I'm convinced of? I'm really convinced of this. If you do that, if you take a challenge in January of 2023 till the end of July of 2023, because we're at the end of January, you take the challenge today and you, do, you start doing something like that as the Holy Spirit reveals to you what's truth about that for you, in six months, you'll see relationships that you have totally changed, totally turned around. Because of the power of God's word. I've seen it happen time and time again. Because it changes people. Because what you are beholding is the revelation from his word that is making the internal changes in you. That's creating vision for you that can't be stopped. Your natural visions can be stopped. Because they're tied to all kinds of natural components. Your spiritual vision that makes its way to the natural cannot be stopped because God gave that to you and nothing can stop God. So he said, lay all that aside. Receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to change the way you think. But be doers of the word, not hearers only who deceive yourselves. That's why I said, How many messages have you heard that you knew was right for you and you did nothing with? We could all say we've done that. I mean, right when I said that, I can think of two of them, two messages that I've heard that I probably need to go back and look at. There's no condemnation with it. Do something with it. He said, if you are a hearer of the word and you don't do anything with it, 
The Bible says you're deceived. And I'll just tell you, I'll just help it along, and you'll, you'll see it here in just a moment. I'll help it along. The reason you're deceived is because if you don't take this and make this a part of your life, to where you begin to see the glory of God and the manifestation of God's glory and His understanding, then you're trying to figure things out in the natural, and you're not a good God for you. You're not a good leader of your life. You need the leader. You need the head of the church guiding and directing your life. And, and I'll just tell you this. I'm saying that right now, and you might think that's a bunch of bunk. But you heard it today, <laughs> and the seed of that's going to hang there. And, and the fact that you showed up today, I'm going to pray for you every day. And you know what I'm praying over you? I'm not praying some kind of witchcraft or trying to control your life. I'm praying that the wisdom of, and the understanding of God come on your life and overtake you. So it may not be next year, and it may not be the next year, and it may not be the next year. But may, it may be 10 years from now, but you're going to get this. Or you shouldn't have showed up. <laughs> right? <laughs> you shouldn't have showed up today, but you did. And now it's out there. And this is the way to victory. And you might as well start believing it today. Watch what he says. We talked about observing and beholding. So hearers, dece- hearers and not doers deceive themselves. Say, that's not me. Say, I'm a doer. Say, I'm a doer. I'm a doer. Say it again, I'm a doer. Come on, say it, say it. I'm a doer of the Word of God. For if anyone is a hearer of the Word and not a doer, he's like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. Hmm. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. Hmm. But he who looks into the perfect law, like we just talked about in 2 Corinthians 3, he who lives, looks into the perfect law of liberty, and he continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be what? What? Blessed in what he does. I'll just say this. This one will be blessed in everything that he does. Why? Because he wasn't looking at the natural stuff. He's choosing, even though he's got to deal with the natural stuff. I don't care what you're dealing with in the natural today. You can't just say, oh, just quit dealing with it. No, no, you, you have to continue to deal with it. But when you start taking a word like this, and just do something with it. You know how I do something with it? I hear, I mean, I'll be watching a message on TV and I get my phone out and I start taking notes of things that I'm hearing. Then, when I'm in my office or sometime when I've, when I've got a moment, I'll, I, I'll make a note to remind myself to go back and look at that word. So what I do is I take the scriptures that the person was talking about. Maybe they made a point that really touched me. I'll write that point down. But I'll take the scriptures and I'll go back and when I'm starting to read those verses of scripture, I'll say this. Father, I heard that word and I received it with my mouth. I thank you now 
Holy Spirit, I thank you for the Holy Spirit you've given to me, and I thank you now that the Holy Spirit is revealing to me the truth that you want me to see from these verses of Scripture. There's many times I heard a message that kind of had a theme about it, and what God showed me in the Scripture didn't have anything to do with what the theme was. But you know where it starts? It starts with you hearing it preached first. The person preaching it is not your teacher. Holy Spirit's your teacher. But the Bible says faith comes by hearing with these ears first so that you can hear with these ears secondly. He set it up that way. That's why we need church. Did you hear what I said? We need church for what reason? One reason. To hear the word preached. To hear the word preached. There's a lot of components that go into that. You know, like connect groups that we have in the church that are starting this next month. You know, those are good, but they're still about the word. Even if it's a connect social group where you get together and do what I, I can't even remember what, what, what we're doing, but whatever you're doing, if it's a coffee connect or something like that, you, you sit around and you discuss things or whatever, but at the end of it, you talk about the word that was preached the Sunday before or whatever. Still about the word. Everything goes into, you need the social gatherings and connections with people. But at the end of the day, you want to be a person that has connections with Christian people that what you ultimately talk about is not talking bad about other people. You start talking about the Word. And I'll just tell you, I'm a Christian, and Christians are known for a bunch of horrible gossips. Talking bad about everybody. Getting on the phone. Did you hear that so-and-so said this, and that one said this, and who, and did you, did, but what about, did you, I mean, we've been known for that. But today, we're declaring, we're setting the tone to shut that mess down. Amen? We're people of revelation of the word, that revelation is coming to us and empowering us in a supernatural way. Amen? The supernatural empowerment is causing us, as it says right here, because we're doers of the word. We're blessed in everything that we do. God, his commanded blessing is on everything that you do. And I want to read, as the last verse I read here, I want to read <clears throat> Deuteronomy 28.8, been our, kind of our foundational scripture the last few weeks. But I, re- I want to read it now. <clears throat> the Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses and in all to which you set your hand, and he will bless you in the land which the Lord God is giving you. You and I, as we talked about in the last few weeks, we're the enforcers. Whatever God says is so, we're here to enforce. We've got to have revelation because when we enforce it, when we make declarations of faith, that's why faith brings the vision about, when we make declarations of faith, we want the same results that Jesus got. Can we have those? Oh yeah. Jesus said. The works that I did, you'll do even greater works. Why? Because now I've gone to the Father. Today is the greatest day in the history of the world and the church for us to be alive, to be the enforcers of God's will in the earth. We are the enforcers. 
I said this to you um, in the last few weeks that the vision of gates of the city has always been, always, and it will always be, first and foremost, discipling lives with the power of God's Word. Discipling lives, loving God, loving people, and discipling lives with the power of God's Word. But the discipleship part is the most important because without it, you don't really have anything. Not in what we're talking about. You really don't have anything without it. So being discipled is the key. And what I add to that is this, that what I add to that is that people come to a place that you and I come to a place where you really believe that the Word is final authority to settle everything in your life. That you really believe that. That you really believe in the financial realm. That being a tither and a seed sower sets you up for everything that you're to do in the natural realm. Have investments in the natural. Do all the things that God reveals. He'll show you amazing things Because to be rich in this world, you have to have natural possessions. They don't float out of heaven. But what you need operating for you is the fact that you're a tither and a seed sower. That the covenant that you have with God extends into the monetary financial realm and that you become people that are blessed and highly favored in a supernatural way. And that's what happens from the commanded blessing. And that's what we desire at Gates of the City. That's always been the vision of Gates of the City, and it'll always be the vision of Gates of the City to make sure that people are discipled by the power of God's Word. The only issue with that is, is that it takes longer. It takes longer. Things just take longer because people have to believe. Not just know in your head, You've got to experience it in your heart. And because of that, it just takes longer. And if you'll just stay in the game, you'll get all that God desires for your life in the name of Jesus. All that He desires for you that have become your desires, it'll all come to pass. Just don't quit. Don't give in. Don't give up. Allow the Word to continue to be revelation in your life in the name of Jesus. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we invite you to share it with someone in your life. We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also download our app and stay connected to Gates and access to the Word of God anytime you need it. We are believing that the seed of today's Word is going deep in your heart and that you always remember God is more than enough in every situation of your life.